From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 74. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. This episode is on the amygdala, the one of two pathways that triggers the anxiety response. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you today. And I just want to first thank you for all of the comments that you leave on my YouTube channel, the Anxiety Project YouTube channel. Make sure you join the community on Facebook. Um, a lot of people share their journeys there. You can message me there and ask me questions for a future uh, Q&A podcast, or you can just ask me any general question. And also, my program is available at unpluganxiety.com, a CBT and NLP-based program to help you end anxiety naturally. Let's dive into this week's podcast episode all about the amygdala. You want to learn what is going on internally so that you can work with your anxiety systems to overcome anxiety, right? Like if there's something wrong with your car and you take it into a mechanic, you want to at least you want to at least find out from the mechanic what is going on with the car internally. You're not an expert at car engines, but you want to at least know what is going on with the car so that you can maybe prevent this issue from happening again in the future. So this podcast episode is about the amygdala, the anxiety response, and how it operates. And so you can get a better understanding to why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Why you feel the way you're feeling when you have that panic attack. Why you feel sensitized to the world around you 24-7. And why you experience that depersonalization. And then you can work with your anxiety response now knowing that now knowing how it operates and you can work with it to overcome anxiety. So let's begin by talking about the two pathways that trigger anxiety. There's the cortical pathway, the rational brain, and there's the amygdaloid pathway, the amygdala, or emotional brain. So today... I'm going to be talking about the amygdala specifically, but before I do that, I'm just going to touch on the cortex pathway briefly. The cortex, also known as the rational brain, the rational mind, is the thinking part of your brain. And 
it's divided into two hemispheres. There's the left hemisphere, and then there's the right hemisphere. The, the left hemisphere processes language, words, and it allows us to engage in complex thinking. This hemisphere produces thought-based anxiety, such as what if thinking? What if I have that panic attack at that job meeting today? What if I have that heart attack when I'm on the subway going to work? What if I don't do a good job at work today and I embarrass myself? What if I have to leave early because of uncomfortable sensations during that workshop? Whatever it is, that thinking comes from that left hemisphere. The right, however, projects images and allows you to imagine scenarios and events. This hemisphere produces image-based anxiety, like imagining yourself panicking at that job meeting or at that concert hall. So the left hemisphere produces these what-if thoughts or thoughts, right? The, the words that you say to yourself. And then the right hemisphere projects that image of you leaving that job interview because you're having a panic attack or you're embarrassing yourself at that job meeting, whatever it is. So it's important to distinguish those two hemispheres and understand that you know the left hemisphere can trigger anxiety by the words that you say to yourself and then the right hemisphere can trigger anxiety by the images you fantasize over, right? The cortex is not as old as the amygdala. The amygdala, the base, the chief, the boss that produces the fight, flight, and freeze response is the part of the brain that has been around longer, 150 million years. The amygdala is part of your emotional brain. And the amygdala is almond-shaped. It's an almond-shaped structure located in the middle of your brain. It is designed to keep us safe in times of danger. It's designed to keep us safe and keep us alert, especially when we venture out into unknown territory, like our ancestors who were hunters and gatherers, right? They went out into the unknown, into the chaos, into the wilderness, and they needed that amygdala to work properly in order to keep them safe, to respond accordingly to the predators in the trees, the predators in the grass, the snakes, the cats, right? And the mammoths, the wolves, also known as the fear response. The amygdala is also known as the fear response. And it readies the body for action when a dangerous scenario presents itself. This natural defense mechanism 
kept our great ancestors safe from these wolves, from these snakes. When they're in the grass and something moves in the grass and the grass uh, uh, sways, they jump back. Even though they don't rationally know what is in the grass, their threat detection systems have perceived something that could be a potential danger. So they jump right away. They respond. The amygdala takes over and they react accordingly. Even though it was just a mouse, even though it was just a rat or or a bird or something, they respond because, well, it could could be a snake. A snake goes through the grass like that. They, those people learned that the rustling in the grass could be a snake because they've encountered snakes in the past that create the same movement, right? So that's why the amygdala was developed first and the cortex after. The amygdala plays a huge role in our safety as a species, right? So let's look at the cortex and our thoughts, right? So the cortex produce thoughts that we're really consciously aware of. We know what we're thinking, but with the amygdala, we're not really conscious of the thoughts the amygdala produces. We're more conscious about the the presence the amygdala produces, right? The, the fear response. The amygdala sends out strong, immediate physical effects to the body like adrenaline, which then creates that elevated heart rate, that dizziness, that muscle tension, and that nausea, those body pains, the tingly sensations in the hands and the feet. We're aware of that. We're aware of those sensations. That's when you know when your amygdala has been activated. These effects all occur within a tenth of a second from the amygdala. That's amazing. It needs to work that quickly in order to respond to that snake in the grass or that predator lurking in the trees or in the bushes, right? We need to react quit quickly so that we can remain alive. The amygdala is so powerful. It's so powerful. You may feel out of control when your anxiety is at a level 8, 9, or 10. The amygdala, when it's active, it seizes control of all other brain processes. That's why when panic occurs, you cannot think your way out of a panic attack. The amygdala is driving the car and you're now in the passenger seat. That's why people with depersonalization feel like they are robotic. They can't control their movements. They, they feel like a puppet. The amygdala has taken over because it has detected something or it's perceived something in your environment to be life-threatening, so it's active. And with anxiety sufferers, that amygdala can seem active and be active every day. And that's why people come to me and say, Brad, you know, every day 
I feel sensitized. I feel fearful. I feel all of these bodily sensations, these aches and pains, and I just don't understand why. And so that's because your amygdala has perceived something as life-threatening, and it's active, and it's remaining active until that thing is resolved, until you perceive that thing as being safe rather than life-threatening. So the amygdala is driving the car. You're in the driver's seat, and now you have to just go with the flow. You have to accept these sensations. You have to accept that you're in defensive mode. There is no time for rational thought when you're in defensive mode, and that's how we've been programmed since... 150 million years ago, right? That's why we're like the way we are. We we don't ha- we don't want to have any rational thought in that moment when we're facing a predatory animal because that's not going to keep us safe. It, what's going to keep us safe is fleeing, fighting or freezing. That's what's going to keep us safe. So you may find yourself in a situation where you feel your heart racing, the dizziness, the sweaty palms and underarms, and with a strong urge to flee and have no idea why. You'll have no idea. You'll feel all of these sensations, a strong urge to flee or act aggressive and not understand why you feel that way. So that's the goal of this podcast is to Talk about why you feel that way and talk about the amygdala that produces this response. The amygdala is always learning from experience. When new life experiences occur, the amygdala creates new circuits. Since the amygdala is part of the emotional brain, you can also look at it like, The more emotional the experience, the more memorable it becomes. The memory in the amygdala, which is the emotional brain, is long-lasting rather than the memory in the cortex. You could be in a situation where you feel anxious and not understand why you feel anxious your amygdala has associated certain environmental elements to an emotional experience from your past. The amygdala works by association. We can indeed misinterpret objects, situations, and sensations as being life-threatening. Then, when we encounter that similar object, situation, and sensation in the future, we tend to relive the same emotion and experience over again. Like, when I revisited a concert hall where I had a panic attack before, I had another panic attack just like the first one. I re-experienced that 
emotional response. Even if the concert venue is different from the previous concert venue I had a panic attack before, as long as the environment has similar elements to the previous environment where you had a panic attack before, you will have that same response, right? Even if you're at the mall and you're around clothes, you're in a specific store and you have a panic attack and then you run out of the store and then you go to a different store some other time and you feel the amygdala active and you feel like you want to flee. You feel the bodily sensations. Even though that's a different store, it still has the same elements, still has the same objects, similar objects. Still, It still resembles the situation that you were in before. And then you're going to respond accordingly. So the amygdala works by association. So remember, a place that resembles a place, even if it's a little bit, where you've had a panic attack before, it can send you into a state of panic anyways, right? But the, the key that I always talk about is to remain in the environment that you're in. You want to prove to the amygdala that the environment is in fact safe and not life-threatening. And the only way to do that is to actually remain in the environment until your anxiety response has gotten to a level four or five from a level eight, nine, or 10. You want to remain there. You want to accept the sensations as hard as it may be. It's going to be painful. It's going to be overwhelming, but remain in the environment and remember that you're not actually going to faint, that it's just a natural bodily response. The amygdala is active. It's perceived something in the environment as being predatory, life-threatening, and it's going to strengthen its fear of the environment if you run away. So by remaining in that environment, you're lessening this fear circuits that the amygdala has created. And the next time that you come back to that similar environment, your anxiety is going to be less. And the more you revisit that environment, the lesser and lesser your anxiety becomes. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I am grateful for all the comments and responses I get uh, from from the podcast on uh, YouTube and on iTunes. So if you haven't rated the podcast already, go to iTunes and rate the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And lastly, remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. 
the Anxiety Project program is downloadable and has the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unplugangxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.